Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Covington playing Levine, topside three ball, bam! Onions, baby onions! Zach Levine in the Bulls! Your number one source for Chicago Bulls news and stories. Levine to White, this time he gives it to Williams for three. The rookie, the Pumba! Are you flat out kidding me? Matt Peck used to do a great job with the Bulls Outsider Show. Now he's doing Locked on Bulls. There he is, human floorburn. Oh, don't mess with the boots. But watch this crossover. Bulls bird if we lead ghosts. So kick back. I'm not. Relax. I'm not. And get ready for the best hour of your day. Uh, you know, I'm not. You can just see the vibe. And these guys are men. Locked on Bulls starts now. I love it. Pass to Levine with a right-handed jackhammer slam. Oh my goodness, that was filthy. What's up and welcome in to Locked on Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow us at Locked on Bulls. You can follow this dude over here. Wait, where is he? He's over there this at Foul Sports, B-A-W-L-S-P-O-R-T-S. Hit us up on that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369 with any Bulls thoughts, questions, comments, concerns. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room, formerly Locker Room. Now it is Spotify Green Room. Download the Green Room app and join us for our weekly episodes to get in on the action. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Bulls fans from all over the place, you may notice that there is a new individual sharing this screen with me you might recognize him from a little thing we did called bulls outsiders you might recognize him from a little thing we did after that called hot mike he is the one the only big dave watson you could also if you aren't already be listening to his podcast with his with our guy c-dub the bowel on bulls podcast listen to it subscribe to it i am beyond humbled and beyond thankful and beyond relieved that my <laughs> first choice of oh dear god jordan's leaving what do i do was gracious <laughs> enough to say yes to my invitation big dave welcome to the locked on podcast family man welcome i cannot wait for you to be my new co-host i'm glad you're here buddy how are you i am beautiful matt thank you for having me thank you for thinking of me on this if you don't know this but it's, it's the parallel of this is crazy. When I got a call to find out that I was doing Bulls Outsiders, again, when uh, you know Kevin Anderson called me, I was mm-hmm. at home watching TV in my drawers. <laughs> and when I got a, when you called me to do this, I was at home watching TV in my drawers. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what? It's something, it's, it's something here. It's something there. Something there, man. I don't, I don't know what pair. I don't. I, I wasn't wearing the same pair, of people. I promise you that. I wasn't wearing the same pair, but yeah, it's something to that. But yeah, Matt called me, asked me to do it. I was flabbergasted and dumbfounded, and really honored that he would even do that. And yeah, I, yes, absolutely. That's my man, Matt. Of course. Like, I, think, I think the lesson here is that good things will happen to you in life if you just sit around on the couch in your underpants. <laughs> yes. Yes. What bad can happen to you? Doing that seriously, all the good times in your sports life or anything oh is sitting gosh. around in your draws. Like that's what it is. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of my favorite activities ever. And yes. just be like, oh yeah, I'm sitting around the house in my underpants. Oh hey, somebody asked me to do this job. Cool. Okay. 
Y'all don't have it every night? <laughs> Didn't even have to get in line at the job fair. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm, I was about to say silliness aside, but I, there's clearly going to be lots of silliness on this podcast moving forward. Yeah. We we do have a few things we want to talk about today. I have touched on uh, all of these things myself over the last week as they have been the biggest pieces of Bulls news in a slow Bulls news time. But I need Dave's perspective on all of these things. Uh, we're going to talk Zach Levine and the Olympics. We're going to talk Dame Lillard because there was more gas thrown on that fire just the other day. And Scotty, our our beloved Scotty, what what is he doing? He's selling whiskey, but oh my God, what's he saying? I can't wait to get Dave's thoughts on that. So let's start with Zach Levine, though, Dave. Sure. Official earlier today, Zach Levine will wear number five. The roster has been announced officially, officially, officially. Zach Levine, our beloved Chicago Bull, will play for Team USA in the Tokyo Olympics later this summer. And I'm just going to give you the quick rundown of his Olympic teammates. Bam Adebayo, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Jeremy Grant, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, Damian Lillard, Kevin Love, Chris Middleton, and Jason Tatum. Now, I don't know about you, Dave. Obviously, there is some like, oh, dear God, don't even say it, risk to Zach playing in a non-Bulls competitive basketball situation. Yeah, I look at that list of names and say, go make some new best friends, Zach. What do you mm-hmm. think? I think the same exact thing, Matt. As soon as I saw this, my first thought was, oh, man, he's invited to the party. And when you're invited to the party, you get to talk to all the cool people. Now he's like sitting at the cool table. You know what I mean? In high school, like he gets to speak to everybody that Bulls fans want to be speaking to. (laughs) You want to talk to all these superstars and just have somebody, you know, to to reference one of Matt's favorite uh, theater plays. You just want to be in a room where it happens. And he's going to be in the room where it happens. He's going to have a seat at that table having a discussion with these guys. I see nothing but benefit coming from this, honestly. That's all I see is good things coming from this. And, I, I mean, just the fact that he's going to be sitting down with Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum and even Chris Middleton or even Kevin Love, like, these are all stars. Nobody is trash, you know? Nobody right. is garbage. The fact that he was there at the All-Star game, that's why that was so big when we talked about it. We were like, fine, he's in the room. And what came from that? Oh, him and Boots can talk? Oh, now they're on the same team together? Yeah, that's awesome. So now he's here at the Team USA, which means he's going to camp away with these guys, away from everybody. It's just going to be those 12 guys together. I see nothing but good things for this, man. I really do. I see nothing but good things. I mean, you hear all the time about these, like this newer generation of NBA stars who have these strong bonds of friendship and like yes there's still a level of competition yes some of these uh, conference finals games have gotten chippy and I love that I think the NBA isn't the same without that level of competitiveness and there's some new rivalries building in the NBA in both conferences and you want to see that but there is also the all right the game's over and and some of the biggest stars of this league can be friends in a way that it didn't used to be that like that you know it was like You know, other than the 92 Olympics in Barcelona, when a lot of those guys did become, I mean, Larry, Magic, MJ, Charles, Patrick, like they all hated each other, hated each other and didn't want to do, didn't want to have anything to do with each other. Zach Levine in today's NBA All-Stars used the Olympics and the All-Star weekend, as you said, as sort of a an opportunity to bond a little bit, an opportunity to enjoy 
yes, the competition, but not the the everyday stress of the normal NBA life that they live. Because yeah. it's like, oh, it's the Olympics. We're probably favored. We should probably win. Let's let's commit ourselves to winning this, but let's also have some fun. Yeah. And I, like, just that list of names, man. Yeah. Man. I, other than you, you said they're all stars. There are no scrubs. The one name, I'm gonna. What is the one name that you saw and you were like, really? Because there's one obvious answer to me. Well, I think I think is it Kevin Love? Is that what you're yes. gonna say? Man? Yes, <laughs> Kevin Love. What, what is Kevin Love doing there? Kevin Love well, is yeah. like a million years old. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta remember there were a lot of people who turned this down. You know, a lot of people who said no to this. You know, which is probably why Zach is also going because a lot of people said no. You know, Harden's and your and your other people right. and your other players who said no to this. So, yeah. So I understand it. They had to get a name and they had to get someone and maybe it was size or something. I don't know. But Kevin Love's there. I'm not completely mad about it. Like I don't feel anything about it to be honest. Like I don't feel any kind of way about it. I'm just happy. That Zach is going to be there. And, and another thing, Matt, that I think is really big and, and important about this is Zach Levine is not used to winning. And Zach Levine is now going to be in a position where he's the favorite to win something. Yeah. And he can actually come back with something that said, oh, my God, like, this is worth it. I won, I have a, you know? Look, I have a gold medal around my neck. Right, like, right, man. That, yeah. that can do nothing but help his confidence going forward, you know? When a guy who has a losing record his entire career, where a guy who has never won four games in a row in his NBA career goes and might not lose a game, you know, playing right. here and get a gold medal, that's going to be huge for him, man, because all that work and all the stuff he put in, he's got to get something out of it, okay? And getting a gold medal or something out of it with this team and coming back with some new best friends who might want to come play with him, it's awesome. And one of those new best friends who might want to come play with him is the guy we're going to talk about in just a minute. That is one Damian Lillard. Yeah. First, though, real quick, wanted to tell you all about our great friends at Built Bar. Today's episode brought to you in part by Built Bar. Did you know they have nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavors? If you don't know these Built Bar flavors, you're missing out. Try them all. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all these flavors, you can go to BuiltBar.com and get a mixed box. We'll get two of each to try them all, Big Dave. Not Ooh. only are these Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy for you too. Most of these flavors have 17 whole grams of protein, but only 130 calories, just four grams of sugar and four grams net carbs. Right now, our Locked On Bulls listeners, if they go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, will get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Big Dave. <clears throat> there was a column written by one Chris Haynes on um, Yahoo Sports yesterday. And here is the gist of it. Sure. The backlash from Portland Trail Blazers coaching search and his concerns over whether, he, whether a championship contender can be built have become major factors that could force Damian Lillard to request out league sources tell yahoo sports what do you think about this because we've always heard with dame it's like loyalty portland's loyalty i'm portland ride or die my whole career yeah. but you know other than one conference finals appearance the guy is kind of getting to the back end of his prime and partly it's a very competitive Western conference. As our guy, John says all the time, abolish the West, abolish the East. <laughs> but we also saw him recently go through this thing where 
Terry Stotts and the and the Blazers parted ways. And Dame said, here's what I'd like to see happen. He didn't get the coach that he specifically named as the guy he wanted. Sure. And now, yesterday, they officially made the Chauncey Billups announcement official. Maybe Dame is not thrilled with that choice. Apparently, according to this column, he's not sure if he believes that they can do what needs to be done to build a championship contender around him. Mm. What do you make of all of this Damian Lillard noise right now, man? Whew. I mean, when there's smoke, there's fire, man. Uh, speaking of somebody that's a, a, a loyal person, I'm, I'm loyal to a fault. It's, it's one of my gifts and curses. I'm very loyal. I understand what Dame's coming from when he speaks about loyalty and wanting to win with the team that brought you in and you know wanting to stay there because he – I don't know this, but I believe he might be the most beloved Portland Trailblazer ever. And this is just honestly my opinion. Oh, uh, yeah. and I'm sure I can we can get we can argue other Trailblazers fan they can tell me that if I'm right or wrong. But I think he is uh, just watching from the outside in. Probably. But, I mean, like but, was Clyde Drexler adorable yeah, like this? Right, right. Clyde or Bill Walton, you know what I'm saying? Or, right. or guys like yeah. that. You know, I have to know I don't know how big their impact was in Portland, but as of right now, just from the outside looking in, it, it seems like it's Damian Lillard. Yeah. And I mean, as a guy who's like, loyal to it. At certain point in time in the NBA, you can only put so much loyalty into something until you realize they're not being loyal to you. Because he's being loyal because he's like, okay, I've done this. I've done the work. You see my greatness. I know you guys are going to bring me something to reward me, you know, for my loyalty and my time. Yes, you, you know, you've taken care of me financially and things like that. But I'm here to win. I'm an athlete. I'm a star. I want to win. So they're like, cool. They put a nice team around him. But it just seems like they're not getting that next step, you know, not getting that big star, you know, that they need to come over and, and tell Dane, you know what, we got your back, man. We rolling with you. It just seems like sometimes they're heaping it on his shoulders and saying, you know what, you take us there. You're the only one. You take us there. Everybody else is your sidekick. And the NBA isn't like that anymore. And yeah. it's sad to say this, but the NBA isn't a place for that kind of loyalty anymore. And – Dame is a rarity right now in the NBA. But I love the fact that he's loyal. But, man, that time has to come, man. When when you when your most beloved player and the one who's been there for the longest, the longest tenured player, and you're telling him, we're not, we not going to get the coach you want, but we love you. You know, we're going to cut some corners here, but we love you. We're going to bring in the ball fool to come try to coach us defense for three weeks, but we love you. You know, he's got to start looking at other options, man, because he's getting a little long in the tooth in his career. And, yeah, it's getting around that time where he's got to make that decision of, man, do I really want to win? Do I really want to be here? It seems like he's making that decision. Like, I want to win, so I might have to get out of here. Well, and, and if he wants to win, I wonder if he thinks that the Bulls is a viable option if he's going to, as a lot of star forcing their way out do make a list of here are some teams where mind getting traded to because we were talking about this via text yesterday when, when one of us sent you know that that column to the to the rest you me bulldog and john about like would you, would you want name parentheses what does it cost and we were talking about like do you have to send all three of zabby and patrick williams to get to get damian lillard because let's remember the bull because of the Vooch trade and assuming what you want to do is pair Vooch and Dame, they can't just toss a bunch of first 
and they can't toss picks their, their way until like 2026 earliest. So what do you think? Okay, are you interested in the Bulls exploring that possible avenue if Dame, if Dame does demand out? And what do you think realistic as far as what Portland would demand? Oh, that's a great question. Um, yes, I, I definitely want to explore it because of who it is. Um, even though we just heap all warranted praise on him talking in that last segment, it's Zach Levine will obviously have to be included in this if you're going to get somebody like Dame Lillard. And Lord knows I love Zach Levine. But my God, man, this is Damian Lillard. Like, you got to have that discussion. It's okay to include him. I'm not trading him, you know, for a bag of sand. Like, this is Damian Lillard. This means something. The only thing I told you, man, when we had this discussion was I don't want to give up Patrick Williams. And I don't think AK and Eversley are going to do that because it's their first ever draft pick under this new regime. And you intelligently and rightfully said yeah, but that's going to have to be the case. Like, it's going to have to be if you're going to get a guy like Dave Lillard. Absolutely right. Like, if you're going to get Dame, you have to give them their best. And so that's why I don't think it will happen. Because if I'm giving up Patrick Williams, Zach Levine, probably Kobe White, and some picks, I, I, I don't see them doing that strictly on Patrick Williams. That's the reason I don't see it happening. I mean, obviously, AK and heard the last couple of days leading last wow they're really high on Patrick Williams all of a sudden a bunch of Patrick Williams um and and the Bulls you know stay at four and take him at four and that caught certainly a number of people off Patrick Williams didn't necessarily flash star dazzly stuff to the degree Fair. that say LaMelo did that Anthony Fair. Fair. Edwards did but I think he is absolutely a piece that AK and Eversley would like to stick around and build with. He is still, by the way, Dave, 19 years old. He turns 20 in August. He is a <laughs> child in a man's body. And like there is just brimming potential, right? Like bubbling at the surface. And so now there's just like this weird situation where there's kind of two timelines, right? There's the Zach Levine Vooch timeline and then the the Patrick William maybe Kobe White timeline. And trading for a megastar like Dame interrupts one of those times. Mm, that's absolutely true. And like you said, it, everything AK and Eversley have, have told us and what we've seen from them, they're very regimented and they're very on task with it. And they don't yeah. really do the bump. They don't really do the bump in the road kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, let's take this drastic left turn, you know, because this is crazy. Unless it involves incredible, you know, things like Billy Donovan becoming available. You make a left turn for that. Right. You know what I'm saying? You say, nope, drop yeah. everything. We're making a left turn, you know? Or or Orlando making Vooch available when a lot of people thought that they were going to keep Vooch. Yeah, yeah. Calculated. Very calculated in, in their ideology. So, yeah. It's oh man, but I mean Matt, it's Damian Lillard. Like that's all I keep thinking in my yeah. head. This is Damian Lillard, man. Right. He's he's got a handful of good years left. One would assume, um, you know, assuming that yeah. you know no injury bugs catch him in the back end of his prime. And like you've you've always used this word Dame when you're debating with people about who's better than whom in the NBA. He is special. Mm -hmm. Like that is a perfect word to describe Dame Damian Lillard because when you see him 
shots that he makes, make plays that he makes, a lot of times you're just like, my jaw's on the floor. And if, and if I can't even get out a word, it's just wow. Because yes. that is that is how you feel when you're watching Dame at the apex of Dame time. You're like, this guy is special. Right. Is he better than any player the Bulls have on the roster now or have for the last five years? Yes, unquestionably. Yes. Yes. AK and Eversley want to sacrifice and mortgage lots of what they have now because that guy's available. I'm I'm going to look at them and say, yeah, I get it. I might do because we have been languishing in hoping draft picks develop for years. And you know what's a lot easier than that? Go get that guy who's really good right now. Like, it seems dumb and dumbly simple, but it, it, isn't it that simple, Dave? I think it kind of is that simple. And the other equation that pops into my head is Damian Lillard and Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> like, like that one-two punch right there? Oh, my God. Like, that is absolutely filthy and disgusting. Look, yeah. I want Damian. I, I definitely want Dane. And it's hard because the Bulls, you know, are depleted as far as first-round picks, you know, in, in the future and things like that. But, man, if there's a way – I'm just trying to wreck my brain to find a way to keep Patrick Williams and give up everything else just so I can get Damian Lillard, man. Because a Patrick Williams, Dane Lillard, Vooch lineup, I'm not scared of anybody. And I'm ready to go. And I'm, and I'm barely scared of anybody just having Damon Vooch. But it's just the fact that I'm so high on this potential of Patrick Williams and what I think he will become. Um, the fact that I see him at games with Billy Donovan when they go to a Milwaukee playoff game together, you know, like their father and son. I like that kind of stuff, you know, because that's showing me like, dude, you really do want to be good. Like he wants to be great. And they see that kind of thing in him, which is why they drafted mm -hmm. him so high. So yeah. I just want to see that, you know, come to fruition, man. I want to see that you know, turn into a butterfly before I'm just, you know, send him away somewhere else. And that's what the hardest part of this is, man. And that's the thing I struggle with because I know you're right. They're going to have to give that dude up if you're oh, yeah. going to get a guy like Damian Lillard. With, without a doubt. You don't get yeah. Dame without Patrick Williams. You don't. Mm, and you you, you don't, probably man. also are, are sending Zach Levine to Portland. Yeah. Oh, it's no like, question. It would be a massive, massive shakeup. But I'm sitting here saying, well, we haven't been to the playoffs in how long now? Like, it's been a while. It's been a while, man. And uh, that means it's game time. That's what that means, baby. Hey yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, we got one more thing we ought to talk about today. Um, Scotty Pippen, the legend, um, is saying some saying some stuff on on his on his bourbon tour. Uh, before that. I uh, want to give a shout-out to BetOnline.ag, one of our sponsors for today's show. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all of that action at BetOnline. Maybe you want to throw some money on Big Dave's White Sox. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, even UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as the Eastern and Western Conference Finals of the NBA are in the thick of things. Who are you putting money on? Go to bet online and figure it out. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus 
with promo code locked on when you make your first deposit. So you go to bet online, sign up for an account, put 100 bucks in that account. Bet online is going to give you an extra 50 to play with. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Again, that's promo code locked on at sign up. All right, Dave. Mm-hmm. I went on like a really long Scotty rant the other day. Um, you? When I was here by myself. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Ta- talking to the air. And I basically talked myself into believing that s- when it came to specifically the, the Kevin Durant stuff, that Scotty was not wrong about some things he said about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was not wrong about some things that were clapbacks at Scotty, but that also KD attacking Scotty about being bad teammate. Citing the examples that everybody knows. Oh, Scotty refused to come in for the final play, or the the migraine in Detroit in Game Seven, or um, sitting out and delaying his surgery because he didn't want to f his summer up. Katie yes. cited those primo examples that were all staring us in the face in the last dance last year. Yeah, my my counter to that was those are specific moment examples of Scotty being selfish, Scotty having an ego that got the better of him, but they are tiny dots in a career where Scotty from the mouths of his teammates has been known as one of the greatest teammates of all time. And one of the greatest teammates of the greatest player of all time. And Scotty not being there means MJ doesn't win six titles. Where do you land? on all of the wildness that has been coming out of Scottie Pippen's mouth and one of today's brightest stars, Kevin Durant, clapping back at him. Woo, man. Okay. So let me say this. about what. Let me just reiterate what you just said. Six-time champion, all-star, all-NBA. The, proto, the prototype for the NBA now is Scottie mm-hmm. Pippen. He is the prototype player of what the NBA is now. It's not Michael Jordan. It's Scottie no. Pippen. Who's the, the pro? The first, the first point forward, man. The first yes. point forward. Yes, he is. He is. He is what it is now. This, he is the, the the mother of what you're seeing now out there on the court. As far as these tall players that can do everything that you know, are super athletic, can shoot the ball, can dribble, can defend, can score, can can pass, can can do it all. This, mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen is the birth of all of that. Okay, and you're right. Mike's not winning without him. Like we know this. Like there's no way it's not going down. Because even with all that said, all that foolishness said, and as you just said, Matt, the best teammate, you won't find a Bulls player that say he wasn't the best teammate. Not Jordan, not Mike, Scotty. Even through all that, they say it's Scotty who's the best teammate, okay? Now, to this, I'm not surprised. I'll say that. Scotty Pippen is used to saying every year, every couple years, Scotty says something weird and crazy. It's just what he does, okay? He'll attack a player, and then he won't let go. I remember when his beef with James Harden for for a while. <laughs> He's just bad would just destroy James Harden. I remember him flip flopping on LeBron and and uh, Mike. First, it was Mike's the greatest player of all time. Then it was LeBron's the greatest player of all time. Then it's yeah, of course I said LeBron's the greatest. And then it was man, I never really meant what I said that. I just said Mike was the greatest, and I'm take Mike at anything that I do. But LeBron is the greatest. So it's Scotty always kind of does this kind of thing. It's it's what he does. This one here is. A, it hits differently, and, and I'll tell you why. Because, one, you want to agree with him on some things, like you said about Kevin Durant. You want to be, you want to ride with that. You want to say, yeah, he's talking about his game. He's talking about, yes, the basketball of it. I get that part of it. And maybe he might be right on that. He didn't play team basketball 
and that's why his team couldn't succeed. But, you know, what team did he have? What team basketball mm-hmm. could he play? And he's right. But he's right about it. I hear that. That's a basketball point. That's not what I was tripping on. It wasn't even that part with Kevin Durant. What got me was the GQ article where he was talking about Tony Kukoc at that 1.8 seconds. That's what got me more than anything. Because he was like, of course it's racism. Yes, it is. It's racism. Yep, that's what it is. That's why I sat on the bench. And for 1.8 seconds, it's because Phil Jackson didn't want to see a black man live. And what I'm telling you right now, I was like, Scotty, we I was I was around. I watched that entire season. The first, <laughs> <laughs> the first game of the season, Scotty. The first game of the season, Tony Kukoc hit the game-winning three. It was the first game he hit the game-winning three. He did it all season long. Do you not remember Reggie Miller bowing at half court? And then 0.8 seconds on the clock, he kicks it over to Tony, and Tony shoots the three and wins the game. This is what he did all season long, was hit game winners. Tony did that. So Phil Jackson, rightfully so, was like, well, this dude hit a game winners all the time. How about he does it again this time? That, that makes sense, right? Yeah, makes sense. I get what Scotty's coming from. I'm the best player. I should be out there. You should have called my number. I get that. But the thing that hits it is the fact that Phil Jackson wasn't wrong. <laughs> he was absolutely right because you won the game. And the, we don't talk about the point that, that he won the game. All we remember is you sitting out and Bill Cartwright being incredibly just disappointed in you, which Bulls players said if Bill Cartwright was disappointed in you, that meant something. That really right. hit when, when they said Bill Cartwright wasn't rolling with you. That hit a different way. So, man, so Scotty is known to say these things. And then I have to look at it also like this, Matt. He's trying to sell something, okay? He's got a product he has to sell. And, yes, I'm going to get me some of it because, you know, I love me some Scotty Pippen. I got a Scotty Pippen jersey, all right? I had it on for two days. I love Scotty. So, yes, I'm going to get me some of this bourbon. I think it costs like 50, 60 bucks. It's like 46 proof, which is wild and insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, so when I'm seeing all this and, and you know, he's going back and forth with Stephen A. Like, hey, LeBron didn't have no stars when he won in 2016. Like, what about Kyrie? And then he said, oh, my bad. I'm talking about 2015. He didn't right. win in 2015. When, when LeBron didn't yeah. win. Yeah. Right, he didn't win. He did not win. So, yes, expect this wildness from Scotty. But for the time being, I have dubbed him Scotty Trippin. Because <laughs> Scotty is Trippin. I, I think that is a fair nickname right now. Um. By the way, as we are recording this, Scotty on his crazy media oh, tour. No. Oh, to, no. oh, but wait, there's more. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's, he went on Dan Patrick's show earlier today. Okay. This okay. just came across my Twitter feed. So talking about the whole 1.8 seconds and Tony and Scotty and Scotty sitting out and that GQ interview and saying that it was a racial move, right? Dan Patrick. By saying it was a racial move, you're calling Phil Jackson a racist. Pippen, I don't have a problem with that. Dan Patrick, do you think Phil was? Pippen, oh, yeah. Wow. So Scotty is now just calling out Phil Jackson as a racist. What is going on? I don't know what's happening. What is happening? I I agree with you. I agree with you that – the Phil Jackson coach's decision was let's run this play that's worked a bunch already in the there are, you know, two seconds left and we need a shot. 
and give it to our guy who is our best shooter this season. That being Tony Kukoc, the guy who has proven that even as a you know young pup in the NBA, dude's already been a big time pro player overseas. He's not afraid of the big moments. Not to right. say that Pippen is afraid of the big moments, but that was the part where I was like, I don't know what Scotty's talking about with the whole. It's it was a racial decision thing. I mean, what do you think about that day? Because we are also right now living in a in a time and in a climate where. Black NBA players are speaking up for themselves and their communities. You had the protests going on inside the bubble last year. You had the Milwaukee Bucks walking off the court in solidarity um, after George Floyd um, or, or Jacob Blake being being the second one uh, that was hap- that happened while they were in the bubble. And you have players wondering, hey, what does it take for black assistant coaches to actually get opportunities to become head coaches in this league? Why is it that we don't have more minority owners in this league that is very predominantly a minority athlete league? So you have all of these different racial tensions and divides within the NBA environment, and then you have a Hall of Famer saying something like this, just kind of like out of the blue. How do you react to something like that being said when there are real things that current NBA players are discussing? I mean, it's huge. I mean, that is a huge, huge statement and a huge implication. And especially to somebody where you probably wouldn't even look at that as a thing within Phil Jackson. I mean, like, listen, there are some coaches in every league where I'm like, they might be racist, but it's always been slightly confirmed for me. You know what I'm saying? Like something has been told to me by people on the inside or, you know, just around the city where I'm like, okay, that's a, that's a little bit of a confirmation or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Phil Jackson, though, is different. Like, here's my thing with Scotty. I'm going to need some receipt. You can't just throw this out here. We right. got to see. We got You got to give me something. Like, if you want me to roll with you on it, you got to give me something. You got to be like, yo, this happened, and, you know, this wasn't right. Saying that he took you out the game when you had the best year of your career Underneath this man, when you were third in the MVP voting, where you were the all-star MVP, where we ran every single thing through you, where you had the greatest dunk in NBA history under this man, when you won six titles under this human being, who we've known, who who has spoken nothing but about equality and love and burning sage, you know what I'm saying, all this other stuff. The Zen master. The counterculture hippie of the 60s and 70s NBA. <laughs> yes, this dude, Phil Jackson, the guy who went rolling with Dennis Rodman, like this dude, like Phil Jackson. You're yeah. telling me this dude is the one. I, I got to see something, man. You got to give me something. I'm sorry. You have to, you can't just toss that out there. And I'm not saying he's wrong because obviously he's on the inside of something that I'm not on the inside on. I'm right. just saying I don't know. And you can't toss out allegations like that at people without. Some proof. And your proof can't be a play that everybody agrees was the right play. So right. you you got to give me – it's got to be something else. Maybe it's in the book, and we'll read about it, you know, going forward, and, and that question will be answered there. But, man, that's huge, man. That is a huge thing to say about such a beloved figure like Phil Jackson. It really is. I mean, wow. Like you said, yeah. like I, I if there are receipts somewhere – and Scotty brings those receipts in his book or in an interview at some point. 
like, okay. But in the meantime, I, I hear that and I say, I find that hard to believe. Like yeah. when Don, when Donald Sterling was outed in 2014, I was like, yup, that checks out. Like, yes. who, who was surprised by that? Is the answer yeah. nobody? Nobody was nobody. surprised by that? Right, right. But as you were the, the character that is Phil Jackson that NBA people know, you know, that this is not in line with that. And I think Scotty still being butthurt about it all these years later, it's like, you know, that scene at the end of that Simpsons episode where they're all digging and and you know you know police chief Wiggum's like no no dig up stupid like Scotty <laughs> continues to just dig and dig and dig and look may, maybe it will help his his bourbon brand sales but do, do you think it's also possible that he's doing damage to his legacy by making these mm. outlandish claims and some people being like well I, I don't know if your whiskey's any good. But I'm not going to throw 50 bucks at a bottle of your whiskey if you're out here saying all this random bullshit. That's a that's a good point. I don't think for me it doesn't hurt the legacy uh, because, like I said, I'm I've known him to be like this, like to say these kind of things. This is just what it is. It's how Scotty's always kind of been. But to hurl it at it's just wild because you hurl it at Phil Jackson, and I've never heard anything or even thought that way and felt that way about Phil Jackson. Like nothing I have seen from Phil Jackson was even give me just a shred of evidence that that is true. But Scotty is obviously saying it. I'm just saying, if he's saying it, it's, it's a reason behind it. And I just hope it's not just the 1.8 seconds, okay? But, man, when that book comes out, I think we'll find that out more because if it's not in there, because then they're going to come back to him like, okay, Scotty, what's up? You know, like, what do you mean by that? Like, you're going to have to elaborate. You've got to give people more on this. You can't just toss that out there, man. That's a huge thing to say. Right. Uh, so I guess we'll end with this. Uh, Scotty, the final word for now. Scotty Pippen just tweeted five minutes ago. I'm just answering the questions y'all are asking me. You wanted, head you wanted the headlines. You got them. Dig deeper to find out why I actually said what I said instead of framing your questions to get clicks. It's all love. From the mouth of one Scotty Pippen. Man. He's, I'll tell you what, he, he ain't messing this summer up this year. No. <laughs> man. <laughs> wow, man. Wow. He's, he's, just, he's just going on an interview tour and sipping bourbon. And you know yeah, what? Yeah. There are worse ways to spend your summer. Fair. Like, you know, rehabbing an injury. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Scotty. Still love you, Scotty. I, I love you, man. I can't wait to see what Scotty says next. Um, in the meantime, uh, hit us up if you have any thoughts on anything we discussed today. Scotty Pippen and his weird-ass media tour. <laughs> Damian Lillard, the Blazer situation, and a potential Bulls trade. And Zach Levine heading to Tokyo with some of the brightest and best NBA stars as his teammates. That text to voicemail line, again, 331-979-1369. You can also shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. And hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. He is at Bow Sports. We are at Locked on Bulls. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the first episode of Locked on Bulls 3.0 with me, Matt Peck, and my brand new, shining, beautiful star of a co-host, Mr. Big Dave Watson. Big Dave, I will talk to you tomorrow, my friend. 
talk to you, Matt. I'm looking forward to it. Thank y'all for tuning in. Love y'all. Shout out to my man Brandon on Instagram. Thanks for the love, bro. Shout out to, shout out to all the love I got for this. I'm, I'm dumbfounded by it. I got to say, I'm dumbfounded by all the love on Twitter and everything by this. I, I thank was, you. Thank you. I was, I was not at all surprised. <laughs> I was like, as soon as I announced Big Dave, everybody's going to be like, yes, thank God. <laughs> And Man, that I was shocked. Proper reaction. Proper I, reaction. I was. I was. All right. For, for Big Dave, I'm Matt. We will talk to you once again tomorrow. Locked on Bulls Nation. See red. Be good. Peace out. Peace. Locked on Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. For more content and to stay up to date, head over to LockedOnBulls.com. Thanks a lot. Bye.